It was a longer drive than I had expected it to be. Nearly an hour. The time alone in the car gave me a chance to process what was happening. There was a lot to unpack. I was following the directions of a stranger who got my number somehow. I hadn't given out my number since Phil. This wasn't Phil. This crypt ID, whoever it was, was some other part of this weirdness. I could really have used a better word for it than weirdness, but that's what it was. Going to the address didn't scare me, in the way that driving to a mysterious address for mysterious reasons probably should have. If anything, I was excited. I felt drawn to this now. I had spent weeks searching for something strange, and I didn't just find it. It came to me. I felt like a detective who had just been given an exciting new case. Yes, my heart was still pounding from that long-armed thing in my apartment. Yes, I was still afraid of the precipice and every light that could even sort of resemble a lantern. But something about seeking out the unknown. It felt right. Peeling myself away from my normal life to do this felt like lifting a weight off my chest. Which is why, no matter how nervous I was... No matter how much it felt like my heart was going to leap up my throat and take off running, I kept driving. I pulled up at the address in question. It was an abandoned lot, with the hollow shell of some old industrial building long since out of use. The whole thing was locked away by a tall metal fence, and there was a rusted sign on the gate that said, Condemned. It looked very official. But this was the address I had been given, and I had to know what was here. I'd come too far to be stopped by a locked gate. And now I'm trespassing. Cool. Good. This is fine. I walked towards the shell of the building, taking a flashlight out of my purse. Since the first incident, I'd started carrying one of those military-grade long black flashlights, like you'd see on TV shows. It was bright outside, but the building didn't have a lot of windows, and I wanted to be sure I knew what I was seeing. The front entrance was still standing, but not by much. One of the hinges was missing, and the metal door was covered in a thick coat of brown, time allowing me to force my entry fairly easily. I shined the light inside, looking into what must have been an entryway at some point, but was now just a few door frames, and a rat that scurried away as the light hit it. For the first time since I'd started driving, my nerves got the better of me. I decided to make a quick circle around the building before going inside. At the very least, I could find any alternative exits if I had to escape like last time. 
There were a few high windows, like you might see in a warehouse or a mechanic's garage. I made sure to take a look at each of them as I passed. I found the back door, or where the back door used to have been. The frame was empty now. That suited me fine. It wasn't until I finished my circle around the building that I noticed something was off. I had made it a point to check the windows, and when I came back around, one of the glass panes on the left side of the building was covered now. I hadn't seen any blinds or drapes, but what appeared to be a piece of brown cloth was now blocking one of the windows on the left side of the building, preventing sunlight or prying eyes from reaching inside. Well, good. I've got a starting place. I walked through the still open front door, began my approach. I moved the flashlight carefully back and forth, taking in everything and trying to gauge how far the room with the blocked window was. If my spatial awareness was right, I'd have to pass through another open door I saw at the end of the entryway and then make an immediate left and I'd be there. As I walked, my mind wandered back to the text I'd received. They're not all bad. Hello? Is anyone there? I don't want any trouble. Someone told me to come here. I'm just looking for answers. I rounded the corner. There was a garage-style door, lowered completely and still in relatively good condition, blocking the way into the room that I thought had the covered window. I approached with caution. Is someone there? Can I come in? Okay, if you can hear me, I'm opening the door. No. Oh, uh, hello? Okay, I won't. If, if you don't want me to, I'll, I'll stay out here. Who are you? I don't want to hurt you or anything. I'm just confused. Can we talk? No. Well, okay. But you are talking a little bit. No! Can you say anything other than no? Great. Look, I'm sorry. I don't want to upset you. I'm just... I'm lost. And I'm confused. And I'm a little scared. And I'm trying to figure out... everything. Go away! Fine! Fine! I'm sorry to bother you. I'm at least going to look around the rest of this building. Crypt ID. What am I supposed to do? Sid? Huh? You know Sid? Sid? No, I just said Crypt ID. Crypt... Yes! Yes! Sid told me to come here. Really? Yes, really. He told me you weren't bad. Do you know him? Them. Huh? Sid isn't him. Sid is them. Oh, uh, sorry. Them. Do you know them? Yes. Who are they? Sid. No, I know that. I mean, like, how was I even supposed to phrase it? I stopped myself. There was a better way to go about this. Right. So how do you know Sid? They find me. 
They build me a home. Is that this? Is this your home? Yes. I see. Does Sid visit often? No, Sid never visit. Never? When was the last time you saw them? No. No what? Never saw them. Wait, never? No. Okay. Weirder by the second. Can I come in? If we're going to talk like this, I'd like to see who I'm talking to. You scare. (laughs) I'm not scary. No. You scare from me. Oh. I mean, do you promise not to hurt me? Yes. You seem nice. I trust you. I'll try not to be scared, okay? Okay. Can I open the door now? Okay. The door opened easily. It wasn't decrepit like the rest of the building. This had been used recently. The light in the room was provided by a dim lamp, and I had to give my heart a moment to calm down as I mistook it for a lantern for just long enough to lose my cool. Once I was past that barrier, I could see the rest of the room in detail. A bed with about half a dozen blankets thrown carelessly atop it. A pile of boxes that seemed to be overflowing with broken toys and other oddities. There was even a car door protruding from one of them. And everything in the room was oversized. Which made sense when I saw him. Hello. Hello. You no scare? I hesitated for just a moment too long to be believable, I thought. No, I'm not scared. You sure? Yes. See? I'm okay. Okay. He was huge. The man, if he could be called a man, sat in the corner of the garage, a blanket draped over his knee. Even sitting, one leg bent up in front of him, the other laying crooked at his side, he towered over me. If he were to have stood up, he looked like he would reach almost twenty feet in the air, and all of his proportions matched that height. He was a giant. There was no other word for it. Why Sid send you? I don't really know. I think he wanted me to meet you. Okay. Hello. (laughs) Hi. My name is Joey. 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 Funny name. I guess so. What's your name? Don't have name. Not like you. So what do I call you? He shrugged. Even that simple act, shrugging, seemed larger than life. I could still barely believe what I was seeing. What did Sid call you? Sid no call me anything. Sid know me. I know Sid. How do you know them if you've never met? No, I know Sid. Sid know me. No, no. I'm sorry, I don't understand. No. He tapped on his temple as he said it this time. I still didn't get it. English clearly wasn't this creature's first language, and something was getting lost in translation. 
I pointed at my own temple. No? No. Do you know me? No. He shook his head as he said this. At least the giant understood how confusing this was. Could you? Maybe. Could I know you? You want? Yeah, I think I'd like to. You seem nice. Okay. I held my breath, forcing myself not to back away as the giant rose to his feet. I was taking the word of a mysterious text message that this wouldn't be dangerous, that this was okay. I was right about how tall he was. The giant had to stoop low to stand, and with one clumsy step, they settled near me, taking a massive knee to be within arm's reach. My arm's reach. He held a bulbous hand forward, palm to the side, just a few feet away from me, and waited. No. No. I held my hand up cautiously. I watched the giant's oversized features the whole time, making sure he was okay with what I was doing. He didn't budge. I placed my hand against his middle finger. His skin felt like leather. It was thick, but smooth. With equal care to my movements, the giant raised his other hand and enveloped mine entirely. I must have seemed like a child's doll to him. If he wanted to, he could have snapped me in half. But I wasn't afraid. I felt something else. It was a sort of calm, but mixed with solitude. I didn't realize you could feel solitude. Slowly, an intricate blend of emotions seemed to pass through me. Loneliness and wonder, all at once. There was no real way to describe it. But in that moment, I finally understood. Knowing him. This was his name. Or as close to a name as a giant must have had. Wow. Hmm. You know me. I know you. Yeah. He withdrew his hands. That's incredible. What? Shh, go. Why? What's going on? Don't know. Go. Go, go, go. Okay, okay. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm sorry. I... Okay. I walked quickly from the room, and the giant closed the door behind me. I could hear the footsteps getting closer. I wondered who it could be. Part of me expected it to be Agent Sam, one of them, at least. But the giant's fear was enough to take precedence over my curiosity. I started walking quickly and quietly in the direction I assumed would lead to the back door. But whoever was walking rounded the corner into view just before I was safely out of sight. Oh, I kept going anyway. Rounding the corner instinctively and pushing myself against the wall, I didn't know that voice. Oh, come now. You don't want to leave yet, do you? I thought you came here looking for answers. Don't you want answers? Every fiber of my being rejected the owner of this voice. Maybe it was the uneven way she talked, or maybe it was something else. 
but more so than the lantern man, I had a bad feeling about her. There was something about this feeling I recognized, and it terrified me. I know you're there, Joey. I've been waiting for you to come out. If you run now, I'll just catch you. I could slash your tires before you make it out of the building. Oh, good. At least she wasn't pretending not to be the bad guy here. I just want to chat. Come on out. We can talk without me coming out. Who are you? That's right. That's good fear. That's real fear. (laughs) Just the way I like it. What the hell was wrong with her? What the hell is wrong with you? What's wrong with me? Well, I've been without purpose for so long. I almost forgot what having one felt like. But now, now I remember. Come out, Joey. Let me see you in person. No, screw you. It was time to go. I had to be quick. I didn't know what was going to happen, but I had to run. If you don't come out, I'll kill the giant. I froze. What was she? Five. Four. Okay. Okay. I took a deep breath, clenched my fists, and turned around the corner to see, for the first time, the woman who had been speaking. She looked eerily normal. She had a pair of ripped jeans, a black hoodie, pale white skin, long black hair, eyes enshrouded in darkness. She smiled devilishly as I came into view. At long last. Leave the giant alone. What do you want? This is no longer about what I want. You've given me what I want. This is now, unfortunately... About what I need. And what's that? She reached behind her back. I felt my gut tighten, assuming she would have a knife or a gun. But it wasn't. It was a long black stick, crooked and narrow. She pointed it up at the garage door that led into the giant's room as she spoke. Do me a favor. Let me enjoy this. Try not to die too quickly. What the fuck? You said you wouldn't hurt him. What are you doing? Don't worry. I'm not hurting him. He's hurting you. (laughs) See you outside. As she turned to go, the garage door was bent horrifically off of its hinges and the giant crawled out through the gap. He looked different. His veins were pulsing with red light. His eyes were glossed over. He turned his head frantically from side to side and locked eyes on me. Oh, shit. I ran. I dodged round corners and searched for the exit, pumping my legs like my life depended on it because it seemed like that was the case. As I did, I couldn't help but wonder if Crypt ID had meant for this to happen. It seemed unlikely, but then who was this? How did she know to find me here? 
I had to force those thoughts to the side as the exit came into view and I sprinted through it, the now frenzied giant in hot pursuit. I blinked as my eyes adjusted to the sunlight and made a sharp turn towards where I knew my car was. I had to beat the woman to it. I had to get out of here. Oh, you're quick. She was already outside, but my car was still there, tires unslashed, just behind the fence. I made a break for it. Uh, uh, uh. We're not done quite yet. And with a flick of that strange, crooked wand, my car lifted into the air. Inches at first, but by the time I reached the fence, it was five feet off the ground. I slowed to a stop and turned to face the giant who was barreling towards me. This was it. I had to give credit to my twist of fate. I never thought I'd die at the hands of a giant while standing beneath a floating car. But no, I wasn't giving up yet. The giant was fast, but only because of his size. He was clumsy. As he reached out for me, I dove beneath his legs, tumbling on the hard asphalt and continuing to run, hoping to put some distance between him and me before he could get his bearings straight. <laughs> That's right, Joey. Run. Okay, no car. I'd go on foot. There was a wooded area not far from here. The giant might not be able to fit through the trees. It was all I had. I turned the corner and... Oh, are you kidding me? Took the words right out of my mouth. It was Brielle. Before I could say another word, she'd gone past me and pushed herself against the wall at the corner. With her good arm, she reached to the strap on her sling and began to pull it over her head. Stay back. I got this. There's... No. And a... I know. I cut a hole in the fence. Get to the woods. But... Now, Joey. And she was gone. As the giant finally made his way to the corner, Brielle turned into view to meet him, dropping her sling on the ground. <laughs> she didn't flinch. She held her left arm in front of her like a shield. But I had seen enough. So I ran. I found the hole Brielle had put in the fence and dove through it, booking it to the woods. I turned over my shoulder just once to see what was going on. As the giant continued to scream in the distance, Brielle had taken a step backwards, but was still calmly standing strong. The giant, however, staggered clumsily away, clutching his right hand, which now seemed to be bleeding fairly profusely. Okay, more questions. Great. I made it to the woods and took cover behind a large tree. I caught my breath, trying to stay quiet. The next time I glanced through the trees to see the husk of a building where I'd met the giant and the evil wizard. Was it okay to call her that? Anyway, I didn't see either. The lot was empty again. My car had landed on its side. At least I'd gotten my things out of it this time. Joey? Joey! Are you alright? Yeah, I'm over here. We gotta stop running into each other like this. Her sling was back on, but it was spattered with blood. I didn't think it was hers. How did you find me? Wasn't looking for you. Was looking for the giant. What did you do to piss him off? It wasn't me. It was this woman. She had 
a wand, I think. Fuck me. Come on, let's move. I didn't even stop to question it. Brielle had now saved me three times over. I trusted her more than anything else that had happened in the past month. But this time, I had a lot more questions. And I was going to get some answers. Crypt ID is a production of Aftershock Entertainment created by Joshua Kurtz. The voice of Joey was Ellen Cohn. The voice of the giant was Ethan Rundell. The voice of the woman from the dream was Gina Petty. The voice of Brielle was Alora Maeve. Original story and music by Joshua Kurtz. The word of the day is spelled P-N-X-R-J-Y.